Hello, my friends. Preferred provider organization versus fee-for-service dental offices. Uh, Business perspective. That's the title of our podcast today because it seems like every week I see an advertisement from a dental consultant advocating the need to drop dental insurance and build a strictly fee-for-service practice. Many of these dental consultants uh, teach their clients what I call a very deceptive tactic one that loses patients' trust right from the beginning every time. We begin our podcast right there. Welcome, all of you fantastic dental podcast listeners to the My Practice My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here at My Practice My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now the host of our show, the clinical director and president at My Practice My Business, Dr. Rob Thor. Up. Like many of you know, we uh, <clears throat> we ch- excuse me we changed the music uh, on our podcast intro. We we have two of them. We have happy intro and we have uh, we have angry intro. <laughs> Today's a happy day. This is going to be a fun podcast. Uh, uh, unlike the one that we just put out last week, which just really frustrated me with how we see so many of our colleagues just being taken advantage of by DSOs. I hope all of you listened to that one last week as uh, had a lot of great facts in it. And now I kind of want to build on uh, on this PPO versus fee-for-service uh, uh, dental offices. Because just this past week, I, I received another new patient who was extremely upset w- with the last office that they just came from. And their story was this, quote, Dr. Rob, the last office told me I had a fracture in my tooth and I needed a crown. They they told told me that they took my dental insurance when I called in. And at the end of my cleaning and exam with x-rays, they told me I needed to pay for my visit and that they would bill my insurance for the rest of what I owed them. First off, my tooth doesn't hurt at all when I chew on it. And secondly, I have been going to my other dentist for years and years who retired. And now uh, I've never had to pay an out-of-pocket expense for any cleanings and x-rays. What should I think about this? End of quote. Well, I listened to that patient and I was like, wow, well, you know, here we go again. I've heard this before. The old cliche, they take my, we take all dental insurances. Well, first off, and I know you guys will agree with me, just because an asymptomatic tooth has a fracture, I mean, I got like 20 of them in my mouth, that doesn't mean it needs a crown. I too have been to those seminars where they teach you to propose a crown on anything with a crack on it. And somehow the idea of minimally invasive dentistry has eluded these crown-happy consultants. And this patient could sense it. That was what was really fun, to listen to this guy. And, and I took a picture of the tooth, showed it to the patient, and said that I would just keep chewing on it until it had sensitivity to cold or bite or fractured or whatever. I mean, this tooth is going to go for years and years. And I know, silly me for suggesting such a thing, but I bet that tooth will do fine. Could even go the rest of his life. And I know all of you 
would agree with what I'm talking about if you saw the tooth and, and you would do the same. The thing that really got me is the fact that this office that he came from, and so many like it, have been taught by the fee-for-service consultants to tell any new patient that they take all dental plans when that patient calls in. So if a patient calls in and says, do you take my plan? The answer is, we take all dental plans. This is misleading, period, to the prospective patient because when they hear those words, you know what the patient thinks and believes. They, they think that, that the dental practice they called must be a contracted provider for their particular dental insurance. After all, they were told that they take their insurance plan. What they don't, what the, the dental office doesn't say is uh, that they take it as a non-provider and that there will be an additional out-of-pocket expense or fee when they come in for services. More specifically, all services. This tactic, I believe, is extremely misleading. Offices who practice these misleading verbiage instructions, honestly, should be ashamed. You should stop it. It's just not being honest. There is no transparency in doing so. And this is the one thing that caused the patient to go elsewhere and ended up in my office. Now, imagine if that office said, you know, we take all insurances. We're not a provider for your insurance plan, but we do take your insurance and we would love to have you come to our office because we provide an exceptional experience to every one of our patients, and that's why they love us, and that's why we have 50 million Google reviews at six stars. <laughs> okay, I mean, this is this is how I I would maybe attack it a little differently if I were fee for service only. That would be at least being except for the six stars. I hope you know I'm joking. Okay, um, but that would be a better approach. Sell your benefits, not your features. So it would be wonderful if all of us could be fee-for-service in dentistry. That would be the glory days. You know, They ended when I started practicing, by the way. But that is simply not the case in states where PPO plans dominate the corporate landscape. Dental insurance companies, are they're no different than any other business. They have a product to sell. It's no mystery that their product negatively affects every dental practice out there, right? like you and me, but there are ways to provide the best technology, the best products, best materials, best medications to our patients while being profitable with these PPO plans. Of course, that is what we teach here at My Practice, My Business, but so many dentists and their teams have no idea what we're talking about until they go through our training because nobody teaches what we teach, period. At this time, I do want to focus on something I continually see that's a major problem for nearly every practice we train. Going back to our fee-for-service fee discussion, I find most practices are setting these fee-for-service fees based upon fee surveys. I've even seen some offices set their fee-for-service fees by taking their highest paying dental plan and just Adding an additional 30% to each fee, I cringe every time I see that, but it, but it does happen. And this is what all of us are typically taught. I mean, we were years ago, and yours truly, moi, I did the same thing. <laughs> let, me, let me share with you 
how I came to realize this was not the way to set our fees. Back in the mid-1990s, I had the opportunity to pursue my dream of learning how to fly. And I continued with training until I made it to what's known as single-engine instrument commercial rating. And that was as far as I wanted to take my flight training until one of my patients who happened to own an aircraft management company offered me a job flying corporate jets. Hey, Rob, you ever, you ever thought about flying jets? Uh, yeah, in my dreams. <laughs> That's not going to be a reality in my lifetime. And, and uh, he made it a reality. And, and I love the opportunity that I had. And I took advantage of. So I, I had to obtain, though, he sent me a letter. This is what you have to obtain if you want to come fly for me and in our corporation. And I'm like, <laughs> I looked at the checklist and I, my, palm, my palms are sweaty right now thinking about it, okay? So I had to obtain my multi-engine instrument commercial rating, which I did. And it included uh, taking a bunch of tests and a, a lot of flight hours of training and then going on a check ride with the chief pilot to to prove that I, I know how to land a plane and take one off and maintain level flight. I had to prove my new set of skills. And uh, it seemed like I was back in dental school, only with a different stress level. <laughs> but having said that, I want all of you to know that of all the crazy things I've done in my life, dentistry is still the most stressful and difficult occupation I have ever encountered. So I really do tip my hat to all of you who are plugging away in the dental field. And I do mean everyone, including the entire dental team, not just you, Doc. It's difficult for everybody. So anyway, I digress moving forward. What I learned about the aviation industry quickly in my mind translated to the business of dentistry. Every aircraft that I was type rated in, I, I had... I learned about their direct operating costs of that aircraft per hour. They actually knew the direct operating costs per hour of every single aircraft. And I'm telling you, folks, it was within pennies of, of knowing what it costs to operate an aircraft. So I liken that to every dental procedure that we performed. And by knowing the direct operating cost per hour to perform a procedure, on the average allowed me to determine if I wanted to place a wholesale or retail profit on it. Now, I know I might have lost some of you there, but just know what it means is you can look at every procedure, not how a lot of people look at it by looking, yeah, they dive too deep into it. We like to keep it on the 10,000-foot level. You don't have to dive deep into it with every single two by two that you use, there's better ways to look at it than that. And I learned that from aviation. So this was a business protocol that is in no way have I ever seen it executed in dentistry, at least nowhere I've experienced except here at my practice, my business. And I know I'm only touching the surface of this mission critical business concept, but we take a double deep dive into this with our team training and our office manager, our advanced office manager, front office training here at MPMB, which which all, some of you listening right now, you've been through both. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I just have to, you know, give kudos to my sweetheart, Tracy. She is amazing at the advanced OMFO training. You learn things you, you, will, you never learn out there in other entities. So it's one of the more shocking topics we cover. 
and another reason why dentists and their teams need our training. So why is this important, you might ask? It's simple. Just because you're a fee-for-service practice doesn't mean you are doing as well as you could or should. In fact, many offices do better on some of their contracted PPO plans than they do on their fee-for-service patients with our training. Isn't that amazing? That might sound a bit shocking to most of you, but it's something Tracy and I experience all the time when we dive into your practice analytics. Another comment I hear many of you say is this, Rob, I feel good about my fees, end quote. <laughs> Again, how can you feel good about something you have no idea about? You have, let's say, a million dollar a year practice and you're all fee for service. Yet you take home the equivalent of maybe 375000 a year. Life's good, right? It's better than your neighbors who are PPO, who haven't been through our training. Well, you should be doing a lot better than that, Doc. With fee-for-service operations, your gross pay should be around 50% or more of your total collections. Could it be more? Should it be more? Doc, I'm going to say you work dang hard every day, and if you make money at what you do, it's okay. That's why you went into business. It's just fine to make money, even being a doctor of dentistry, okay? You're allowed to make money. It's a business concept. <laughs> I found that the more net income that docs make, the more he or she bonuses the team, the more free dentistry they do on patients who are in need, and the more they serve their church and community. Oh yeah, I've directly tied it in. I've seen it all. Now for the danger though. You've all heard me talk about this before and it deserves repeating. If you are tempted to drop your PPO plans, you better be prepared to mitigate the damage that can and usually will occur. You will lose patience on the plans you drop. There are lots of tactics that consultants will teach you to do to retain those potential losses of patients on the plans you cancel, but it's unpredictable as to how many will choose a dentist who is contracted with their plan. If you were the patient, think about it. What would you do if dental care in your favorite office suddenly jumped 50%? We all hope the patient would see the wonderful service we do for them and that the relationship would cause them to stay, right? But here is the biggest bombshell you need to be prepared for. The patient's dental insurance carrier will send them a letter with a list of docs in the area that will take their dental plan. <clears throat> their dental insurance provider will let them know that they will pay less for good dental care at those other offices who are providers for their dental insurance. That's the problem. As usual, people are going to choose with their pocketbook if and when it comes down to it. They too will make a business decision. And now add to the fact that if you're misleading or deceitful about being a provider of their dental insurance plan, you'll make that you'll make their decision to leave your office even faster. Just remember Hawaiian rule number 7. Be honest. There's less to remember. I love that. I implore you 
to come learn how to be profitable with all of your patients, both fee-for-service and PPO. As we teach you about PPO contracts, state laws, and treatment protocols that will change your practice and change your life, our training is guaranteed. I, I ask, what are you waiting for? Simply make that call and learn how easy it is to run a very profitable, stress-reduced practice. Thanks for being with us here. Thank you for being with us today. Since 2006, My Practice, My Business has been teaching dentists and their teams business skills, dental insurance contractual protocols, and state laws governing how to profitably bill patients fairly for the need-based services they provide. What's more, we guarantee our training, unlike other dental consulting companies in the industry. Simply stated, if you don't increase your net revenue, we don't get paid. We call it dental consulting the way it should be. We believe there has never been a more important time than now for dentists to experience and implement our key methods, knowledge, and business training within their dental practices. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company and the services we provide. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the most profitable dental business training that you will ever experience. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.